Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to 2018, Al Gore. I'm excited. Why? Uh, there's so many things going on. The first thing is what's on our head, and these are headphones. And it, it's going to help us so that we don't have these loud variations. But I'm also, I, I can barely control myself because you said 2018, and I, I like to scream. I, I like high fives. <laughs> I, I like to get excited about you things. You know how much I like high fives? I feel like I'm talking soft. I try to high five my wife and she, the other day she had to tell me to stop. Why? She's like, you don't high five your wife. You, you hug and kiss your wife. I and had I this go, but st- babe, you're my best friend. <laughs> Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is going to be hurt. Um, I had this conversation with my wife two years ago. She's like, I really like high fives. Me too. It's the best. Yeah. I don't like fist bumps. I like fist bumps actually with kids. Like I'll Ooh. fist bump my kids, you know, and then blow it up. Or like small kids. I think I fist bump your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So these headphones are a game changer. It just sounds so crazy. It, it sounds like I'm whisper, whispering to myself. Yep. We should have listened to Mark. We're always going to listen to Mark from now on. Yes. With suggestions. We should ask him like Bitcoin advice. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably an insider. Who knows? It's <laughs> probably Shitoshi Nakamoto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your sell point on Litecoin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we're super excited. Uh, but first, before we get into uh, any more new stuff with, uh, with 2018, we still have not heard back from Adam Mayberry. Yeah. I'm wait, Adam. waiting for that. Uh, tell me about how, how terrible the permitting is there. Yeah. I want to hear a rant. I want to hear a specific. I went into the city. This happened. I got yelled at. They hit me with a fly swatter, and I went out went out the door. I, I got to revise my drawings. I got another guy that got a hold of me, uh, NDSU, a couple years younger. Uh, he's going to send us one, so I'm excited about you that. You mean like a... Horror story a about city. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. These these headphones, tell tell the audience what kind they are. Uh Sony something. So oh, don't you know? <laughs> can't you look on the side while I talk? Yeah, one second. Yeah, so yeah. you keep talking. So they um they're so good that they are Sony MDR dash V six. And as I have them off and then I put them back on, I don't know how we did this without them before. It just uh, feels how much like were they? 80, uh, 80 bucks a piece. So you know, like headphones, Bose and, and whatever, like 300 bucks <coughs> each. And these are so amazing. I was in there doing work. That Mine, you that you took them away from the podcast equipment and now you're using them personally. my computer. Yeah, yep. and I can't even, no longer can I, uh, no longer can I just like say, hey, hey Al, nope, now I got to slam on your desk and everything. And you sit right next to me. Yeah. So listen to this. You weren't even in the office. I'm doing my work and all of a sudden I look around and I don't hear anyone. Everyone in the office is clapping at me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Take them off. I look like, like, that, those must be good headphones. <laughs> they Someone had a question. They cancel out all the noise. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. Plus, you look professional. Ooh. I don't think you look goofy. I think you look professional. Good. Yeah. You look like a professional podcaster. Look at you. But, uh, we just might be. We just in might 2018. be. We just might be. Hint, hint. Yeah. We're trying to get a really good sponsor on. Um, so that's what that's what n- new. You have some new things. Welcome, new staff. Uh, we're we are F nine is up to seven full timers. 
which is exciting. Uh, as every, as people, longtime listeners of this know, we started just just Al and I, so that's that's cool. And then we have one one part time still who will eventually be full time. Yeah, he's kind of he's very productive though. I always think of him as full time. Jackson's my boy. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> so what's cool about this is one now that I have a huge project off my plate and I felt like before I could always kind of like, I felt like probably most of this time up until now, my eyes were above water, meaning like I could look above and try to manage the but firm. You were, but yeah, but you were just constantly treading, constantly, you know, swimming around, right? Flapping around in the yeah. water, just trying to stay up. Yep. And, and big projects always suck me back in all that. Now I feel like my shoulders are above water me and too. I can, and I can take a long-term view. And what's great about this now that we have more full-time staff, uh, because we had, we had a bigger mixture of half-time staff <clears throat> is remember a couple months ago, I sent out what, what takes a long time. What, what can we do in the process right, to make it, to make ourselves more efficient? Yep. Sure. Then one of our guys that came back had this idea and it's great. So you've heard us talk about templates and how templates save us time and are awesome. And we sell it on RevitFurniture.com. Head over there. Head lift over yourself over. up. Yep. <laughs> it's called the lift. I love it. <laughs> um, but this idea was let's have a common items folder, right? So a lot of people have common details. And we don't, we've done common details. We work for a lot of big developers. Look at you making up a new category of stuff. I love right. It. So some of these developers have common details and that's totally fine. But when, when we're doing crazy big houses like you do, I, I do some too, but let's just say the one you do the majority of the big houses. The, I do the giantest houses yes. you've ever seen. There's no other word than giantest. McMansion. McMansion. <laughs> <laughs> They're huge. Yeah. <laughs> and I do more of um, production work big builders and then townhomes and stuff like that. But every time we're doing a detail, we cut a real detail in, in, in Revit. And it's key because if these foundations are changing and there's buildings, like it has to be specific. I'm keeping that rule that we are modeling like it's real. There's not going to be a unique case where the builder will be like, what's going on here? Well, we cut it at those unique cases, yep. but we have a common item so that, Hey, our foundation that's three feet, if it's crawl space or, or not, you know, if you just have cement on top of it, like a garage or eight feet or nine foot for a full basement, we'll have those ready so that you could take the detail groups, put them on top of that and then adjust as needed. Um, also we're, we're, a lot of you are probably dealing with different code years, 29, 2006, 2012, 2015. So your common notes. Now we have pages of our common notes that are in those years so that they update that way too. Uh, you maybe work in different cities and those different cities have U values, R values, setbacks. So then we have Denver, this code, uh, Denver, this zoning, Je um, Jefferson County, this, and it's just going to make it so much quicker. And we'd still say double check, but at least you don't have to go retype everything. You can just look up. Oh, numbers are good. Numbers are good. Way to go. I am so happy about that. I'm pumped. Yeah. Can't wait. 2018. It's so it's the year. <clears throat> so if you're listening, if you think that's a good idea, set some time. I'm going to make a common items stuff. And here's the testament. If you've already done it and you're doing it again, it's probably something you're going to do again. So then put it in that common items folder. You don't have to messy up your template. You don't have to expand your template. So it has a million options. It's just one file you can go to where everything can be on there. Heck yeah. Uh, congrats. I want to say a big congrats to Mark, uh, LePage and his family. 
Uh, if anybody, everybody else is listening, if listening to this podcast, you should also be listening to the Entree Architect podcast. Uh, Mark announced today that he is, he, they bought a piece of land in North Carolina and they are going to build a new house, a new custom house, which is, which is super cool. It's, uh, I think every architect wants to do that. I know I did that. I know eventually Al's going to do that. And so it would behoove you not to listen to every single episode of Mark's podcast this year in particular, because he's going to bring everybody inside his firm and give you an inside look of, of their process and what it's going to take to do, to do their house. And so I want to give Is he going to call it inside my house <laughs> and then give us a cut? <laughs> That's fantastic. We should make him a shirt yeah. and send it. Um, <clears throat> but I want to give a callback to, I want to pitch a callback here to two episodes that we did last year, number 16 and number 17 of inside the firm. And we, I kind of did a recap with my wife on some, advice that and lessons learned from when we built our custom house which i think would couple would go would go hand in hand with with what mark's you know gonna uh be doing be doing with uh, with his podcast cool sorry okay so uh you have read the book that nick renard gave us first of all last thing about 2018 lance is on a mission to read a book one book a week oh tell him what else you're copying me from that i've been doing for the past six months waking up early not drinking not drinking yeah I love wine a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot. Not that I'm a soak, but... Uh, I, uh, I tell them tell you're right. <laughs> just, well, like the last... Your last, Christmas rate. My Christmas rate is usually like a bottle a day. And and that might sound bad, but it's not. I, 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 eat dinner, I eat dinner and stuff like that, plus a tolerance. And I still wake up and I'm productive, but it still doesn't make you... It still doesn't make you as productive as I am literally this past week. Uh, so, but, but tell me your rationale with, with uh, the 35... Because I like that. Oh, so my, my wife thinks I'm silly about this, but it's true. I swear there was an article. If somebody could find this article, please tweet it at us. <clears throat> but there was something, I, I read this maybe I think when I turned 30 or something like that, that men, men's frontal cortex of their brain doesn't become fully developed. Like it's not 100% developed until you're 35. So I'm going to turn 35 this year. I'm already ahead of the game. I'm already ahead of myself. And I'm saying, this is the year where Lance starts to take 100%, take care of himself. He's going to work out as he's going to work out as much as possible. He's going to dry out for the complete year or the complete month of January. He's going to drink a little bit for his birthday and party because he's going downtown to comedy works. Very fun. Going to see uh, Colin Quinn. Yep. But beyond that, beyond that, I'm trying to be just a better Lance and adult Lance. He's finally growing up. So, I looked it up. It's age 25, but I still don't think... I, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. Where'd you look that up? It's on Google. Google. Oh, yeah. um, UMC, which is the University Medical Center of uh, Rochester, where the Mayo Clinic is. So you, you can argue with the Mayo Clinic. Well, in my head... Yeah, exactly. You're a, little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're a little bit later than most people. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little <laughs> segment called Doctors with a Z. It's yeah. my made-up medical advice. But I still like it that, like, well, what it I got swear there's a the study. Point. I swear. 25, 35, it doesn't matter. Whenever there's a point in your life where you have kids, you're over that uh, partying stage and all that stuff, and it's you, you usually realize that a couple years after it's actually happened. So I think it's great. Yeah. So I read, so here's what I, so Nick, Nick uh, sent us an awesome book, and it's called The Carpenter. And I kind of wanted to, <clears throat> first of all, everybody should read it. If you, I don't, if you're a, a, just a person, a carpenter, you should read this. And Anything. I, I have a, don't let me forget. Do not let me forget Al. Oh, to ask you, ask you the big question at the end of the book. 
Okay. And it's, it, it has, it's like a, who, who really was that? Okay. So don't let me forget about that. Okay. Um, but what I want to do is I, I have, uh, I wrote down a bunch of pages that have really interesting quotes. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read them to Al. So I've marked them out here. I'm going to read them. I'm going to read a few to Al because I have questions on do, are we doing these things in our firm? So I'll give, but first I'll give you nice. a quick overview of the book. The overview of the book is, um, it's, it's, it's called the carpenter because this carpenter helps this, this family. Right? And let me give the older overview since you'll be reading a lot. So essentially this guy gets injured. Um, he has a mini heart attack. It's not a heart attack. And this guy saves him. And then he, the guy that saves him is a carpenter. So he asked him to come over and help him build because he needs to take time off from work. And this carpenter gives him business and life advice. So that's that's the whole story through it. And then these different chapters and what Lance will read will probably be some of the really good points. It's a short book. It's only like 130 pages. If you're a fast reader like me, you should be able to crush it in four hours. That was about my reading time. Um, I don't know how long it took Al, but he, he also crushed it. I think it had four day. to six. Exactly. So uh, and, and Al's a little bit slower the reader than me, but he's, you know, so any, anybody could do this in, in, a, in, a, in a Saturday morning or something. Okay. So, here's the first thing I have to ask you all. Ready? Yep. This is page... Uh, 27. Is it 27? Yeah, 27. The world is filled with those who get things done the fastest and the cheapest, but it needs more artists, craftsmen, and craftswomen. When you become a craftsman in the world of carpenters, you will stand out, and people will clamor to work with you. So, here's my question to you. Are we... Are we are we creating craft? Are we craftsmen? Because I've sometimes I've questioned that when we do production work. I was gonna say no, we are not that. Um, which is awesome that you brought it up right away. But then I have to define. Um, I would say you our craft. Out? You hear the exactly. Thank you. Is in the process. The craft is in the process. So that's the main thing that the, this firm, this this podcast and this firm is about is what we talked about earlier is that look at, look at that. So um, instead of having common details, we have common items that we apply to the different variations and different conditions, right? So it's kind of a middle of a road approach where we're doing something custom, but yet we're applying some uh quicker trains of thoughts to it and some efficiencies to it. Right. And it's not because honestly, if you took the peer craftsman approach and this is what we were doing, you'd say every single detail I'm going to make from scratch. Right. Well, you can do that, but if you have the common components and then you put them in to the real world model that you have, and then you adjust them from there, you're kind of not doing everything from scratch. And, and that purity is, is, that next level when you see these chefs, you know? Yeah. Um, and and it's because, it's funny, it goes into two books that I'm reading right now. Um, one I, Again, how do you do this two at one time thing? Uh, pick up one in the morning, pick up one at night. <laughs> okay. Towards a new... You don't, you don't get, you don't, it doesn't joke, it doesn't, your brain doesn't go too many places. Oh, like, they have sex with each other. Wow, wow. Yeah. This is a have racy a, have show. A brain of a brain baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, Towards a New Architecture and then Complexities and Contradictions. Mm-hmm. By uh, So one is Cabousier, one is uh, Scully. Uh, no, Robert Robert Venturi. Um, and you can be... You can be pure, but then you're you're only solving like limited problems, right? 
and what you're solving is being a, a craftsman. And, and the, the cost of that is a little bit more. So if somehow you can bring your skill, your talent and, and all that, but then bring it to more people, I don't think anyone's arguing that that's what you should do. I think that we're, I wouldn't say we're the only ones, but that's what we're doing. And I, I don't see a lot of people championing that. So, <laughs> you know, one thing I think we really craft is I think we, I think because we do when we when we are commissioned to also do the drafting, the structural drafting, we craft some really impressive residential sets. Well, and well that's the majority. We the majority of the structurals we do for our residential. Yeah, and I'm speaking to a, pr- a project specifically down down in uh, Castle Rock that we're doing right now. The engineer went down there and he did some inspections on the foundation and everything. And the client, I haven't talked to the client since we got a permit. And the client gave some feedback to the engineer and he goes, these, your guys' drawings that you guys put together were the, the lumberyard could not gush over them more. They were like, they're the most well-crafted, easy to read. We could easily take our, do our takeoffs. We could count every single member that, you know, we were framing and everything. And then the found, and then, and then he said, because you guys provided this awesome 3D view of the foundation, He's like, it was a no-brainer how to build this super, super complicated stepping, jogging craziness. Because it's like a 50, it's like a, the, the, the grade on that site is like 50% grade or something like that. I mean, it's a, it's a crazy steep site, almost unbuildable. And, and that lesson came from failing. And it, from failing. It wasn't Which actually, is another thing I'm going to talk about. Soon. Oh, it wasn't even our, it was, you, you, it doesn't matter who failed. Anyways, foundations were messed up and we thought we model in 3D. Why don't we hide all the structure? Just put the foundations, tag them. Also do our different plans. Take us, maybe even takes us an hour. I don't care. If you are not messing up foundations, I don't even you feel, are I don't, saving. I don't feel comfortable sending out a set of drawings without doing that anymore. Without a 3D foundation. Yep. I totally agree. 100%. Especially if we're doing the, the structural drafting, which a lot of architects don't do, which yeah. is fine. I'm glad you got that compliment because on this big project, I almost want that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got it. Like You realize we That's have 10 mark- foundations with five buildings on each one of those. You should be very happy that there's 3D, oh in my, my opinion. Right, right, right. Yeah. So there you go. I, I, I <clears throat> to give ourselves a little bit of, but you're, I, I would criticize this a little bit, in this way. W- one way I've always heard other architects talk about being a craftsman is like, or, or, or being good at their craft is, they don't. I think it was on Enoch's podcast, the, the one where he was saying, "I want the client to come into every single room." And I want them to think that every detail was designed. We don't do that. No. You know, that's one where I just personally don't have, I don't have the ambition to, I don't have the desire to do it. Yeah. I also don't think we're artists either. You know, I don't, (laughs) go on. I don't even think architects are artists. Do you think they're halfway artists? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because I think if you're being a pure artist, you're taking a material, a form of a painting, uh, uh, anything, um, a sculpture, right? And your goal is to evoke some mm. sort of emotion, something like that, right? If you take that to a room, right? Now you're balancing not just that, you're balancing HVAC, living, um, putting a bed in there, all that other stuff, and you are diminishing the art aspect of it because you have to accommodate these other things, which are your main purpose. Your main purpose is to house classrooms. That, you know, even art, if you're, you know, making a museum or a house or something like that. So, um, I understand and I appreciate the art and craftsmanship that comes inside of architecture, but it's not a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
The next thing, here's the next read I got for you, okay? This page is from page 63. I tell everyone who listens that even though I'm known for sharing success strategies, true success isn't about money or possessions. It's about people, commitment, loyalty, and relationships. In the end, we won't be measured by our bank accounts, sales numbers, wins and losses, or the size of our company, but by the difference we made in people's lives. And we make a difference through relationships. So my question to you, Al, is how are we, how do we grow our employees as people? How are we doing that? Are we doing that? Should we be doing that? Yeah, I, I, I think we are. I think we are fundamentally by, uh, by a couple ways. One, when we teach them how to model and draw, we're teaching them how to construct because our process mimics that. And even though it's a little bit harder um, to maybe do or think about, I actually think it becomes easier once you turn your mind to that. Then all of a sudden you're taking you know, someone who's a draftster just in college or something like that who maybe doesn't have that much field experience. And then you're making them understand and become more confident and take on more responsibility. And then they become uh, confident in their job. And But isn't that growing them as a professional? But then, but think, if you spend eight to 10 hours at work, how much of you are a professional? Right. A third of you? Right. So I can't take responsibility for your love life. I can't take responsibility for your, I don't know, whatever people do besides work. <laughs> I don't even know. But I can take some responsibility for your professional life, which is a huge part of who you are. And if I can help you rather than just give you stuff and, and let, throw you out to sea, you know, sometimes it's good to throw out to sea just to, because it's a new thing and you should, you know, figure it out. But if I can coach in, in, in a good way, I would say that you're doing that. I've, I have a different, I have a different take on it. Good. My take is it comes in two different subtle ways. Number one is, are you doing the little things? If you're having a phone call with one of your employees, let's say, let's say you're out, you're out or maybe they're working remotely or something like that. Are you having the little conversations like while the time is passing where you're just somehow you get into talking about how their dad is doing, how their mom is doing, how their brother is doing, how their sister is doing. That's a big one. And then I also think, the New York trip. That's this is a perfect example. Like how many, how much time did we spend when we flew our employees out and ourselves to get the Archetizer Award? And how much time did we spend just hanging out with them as people? See, that's where I think you start to mold people and start to connect with those people. And like, it's not so. Yes, there's a professional component, but are you are you helping to grow those people just by being around them as a person who's not terrible? Well, here's something you missed at lunch today. So uh, one of our employees was talking about his uncle, and it, it sounded kind of shady. We're like, are, are they part of the mob? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we came to the conclusion that when we talk about our business, we're going to call it the family business. Yeah. And when anyone the asks. The family business. Yeah. What do you do at the family? Well, we do a lot of things. <laughs> we do different things. We don't get hold down to one thing. I like and that. Then, well, what does that mean? You're asking too many questions. <laughs> so, yeah, I think so. Now Lance is going to the next next one i just have a list of page numbers so you're going to 82 oh that's what i got yeah 82 uh let me see here oh perfect okay caring is the ultimate success building strategy people make it complicated but it's simple care about the work you do surround yourself with people who care show your team you care about them 
build a team that cares about one another. Together, show your customers you care about them. So I guess that kind of goes back to my whole, what I said about the little things. What is, are you, <clears throat> do you, as, a, as, an, as an employer, are you, or even a um, fellow employee to employee, you know, hopefully it passes down. Are you looking for those little instances where you can kind of pull that out of them to show that you're caring about them? You know, like you can make, some people just come into the room sometimes, I'm, I'm guilty of it, and I'll just bring everybody down, or maybe I'm in a really good mood or whatever, but like, do you notice the subtlety? And then do you, do you start engaging? What's huge is I think that care crosses every single boundary from playing sports. I asked my dad what was the difference, so we had two guys that, one guy literally got a million dollars to play Major League Baseball, right? One of my neighbors. Um, and then another kid was really good. And our team, actually, I quit. And then they went and they won the um, national championships for Little League. So it's probably because I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you were the pitcher, right? <laughs> I was the pitcher. Me and, me and Josh Rasmussen. Um, and, 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 and this Josh character, he's the million dollar? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Different kid. Um, anyways, we were even when I played, we were really good. We won City League and everything. But um, dad, he was a, my dad was a coach. And he goes, these two guys, I won't name their names, but. He goes, they, they were the best. I go, well, now looking back, I go, Dad, what was the difference between me or Josh and then these other two guys? And then he said something. I don't know if he used the word care, but it was extremely close. They, they, in practice and everything, they just really cared. You could just tell, you know, the focus, the determination, and the care. Because one of my buddies, yeah, he's, he's probably a little bit more athletic than me, but not most. And This team came from our backyard baseball team. So our friend had a, an acre and we'd all play baseball in the summer and then we all decided to play. And no one was like, oh, you're strikingly more better than anyone else. Sure. But that that little thing makes a huge difference, the caring. And you even see it, so that's sports, but in, in clients when you're fed up, oh, I could do something extra or something I'm supposed to do for this client. But you've even said, I don't care. I'm not saying you, I'm saying everyone. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I just want to be done with it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. You're opening that book. You're just trying to read it? No, no, no. This is coming later. All right. This one is not a quote. It's just a, I have a pop quiz for you. 42. (laughs) If, if If you worked for 42, maybe that would be it. What do you think the biggest gift of, what do you think the biggest gift of failure that you and I have been given? Don't you think? Yeah. So, so we've had failure, but it's a gift. Yep. I would say, um, or just not, no, no. How about this? Let me rephrase that. What is the biggest gift you've been given to witness another failure and not have to go through it yourself? Like you see somebody else fail. It obviously affected you, but it translated over to this firm. I don't know. You must have something in your head because I, maybe if you say something, the I'll... biggest, the biggest gift that I've ever been given. And it's the same for you is I think witnessing, witnessing, being an employee for a firm, not having fifth, you know, five or six legs down and only having one and getting them taken out from underneath them in the great, in the great recession and seeing that's the issue. That's the problem. Holy cow. Like as for as, as successful as those people, as those firms were, how easily was it for them to just get cut? And then, and then, and then we learned from that, right? Yep. That <clears throat> always having something for someone to do. I think was huge. I think it's nonsense when firms don't have anything for you to do. It, it shows a leadership problem. And if that's your firm and if you're a leader, then you need to be called out on that because that's on your shoulders. I think that should never happen. 
Uh, and then secondly, a couple stories I heard about uh, hiring too fast. Mm. Hiring too fast. And that's where we want to link projects with people. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, page 102. I got to flip to that quickly. Okay. Let's see. This is, this is just me talking. I just like this. We don't even have to talk about it. Everyone could be a critic, but only the courageous. Only the courageous. Cor- courageous create. Jeez, I butchered that. That's all right. <laughs> we'll have our editor. We don't have an editor. It's not getting edited out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, those who don't create critique. I like that one. But I. But this was like a new. So for for me, if I this is going to be my part of my mantra for 2018 is that statement. Because you know last year I I think I said that several times like those who don't create critique and then that helps me just deal with like you're not creating anything so stop critiquing. But in this way, I like I, this one's much more positive. Yep, in my opinion. Say it again. I'll tr- I'll try to not butcher it. Ready? Everyone can be a critic, but only the courageous create. Yeah. Uh, page one. Yeah, because you can be a critic. That's fine. And it's sort of a dismissal statement, but the but not as trite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Don't focus on building your business. Focus on using your business to love, serve care and build others up if you do this your business will build and multiply exponentially yeah have you do you have an example i i could not think of a i believe it but i couldn't think of an exact example of where you've done that where we've done that well like how it's grown exponentially i think it goes to the concept of uh, being a servant leader right and a lot of people what i hear is that oh a lot of people have trouble with that and i think the only time that you have trouble with that is um because you think there's this book, uh, it's what they, I, I got to find out what it was. But uh, when you go to be an officer in the British military, it's called like serve to lead, serve to lead. Mm. And what's, what's crazy about it is because it links with my army experience that when you start out, all you're doing is serving, like go get this, go dig this hole, go run over there, go whatever you're supposed to do. Right. Same, same thing in an office, go, you know, do this, do this, Right. And then you become a leader and then you think now I'm in charge. I get to tell everyone what to do. And what should have happened is that if you're a leader and you're serving, you're showing someone, Hey, go do this, do it like this. This is how you do it. What? And then, uh, then you got to back away. What do you need to do that? Oh, you need extra ammo. You need an extra E tool, whatever. Okay. I will serve you. I will get you what you need because eventually once you get competent, in the army and probably here too, you don't want your boss looking over you or telling you what no. to do. Like, get away from me. <laughs> Just give me my tools, pretend like you're the boss, and I'm gonna do the real work. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, love that one for sure. Let's see, one twenty-two. What do I got here? Okay, this is a little bit longer. <clears throat> when you realize everything is spiritual, you don't just build great things. You build with a great power. Whether it's a team, a business, a school, or software, your spirit and your soul should define all that you build. Your work should be a reflection of the very best within you. You are meant to create and build from the depths of your soul. When you build in this way, it will be one of the most powerful, amazing experiences you'll ever have. I love it. Our best work that has won all of our awards and is on all of those books up there come from that. From that picture right there, Lance, to to all that, that's where the amazing work comes from. 
The problem, though, is I think... <laughs> it's not <this> billable. Is, <laughs> <laughs> it's not billable. It's, it's really not. <laughs> but honestly, this is... And tell me if you agree or, no, or no, disagree. So what else? Just let me... You guys don't have a visual because <laughs> you're listening terrestrially. What he was pointing to was the tiny house and then... Uh, Doomsday Dwellings. Doomsdaydwellings.com and all of that stuff. All our, our fun projects that we put our souls into. Skyscraper. Yeah. All that. The, the, the only issue I have with that is that if you are looking inward, um, if you're making your soul reality, manifesting that, you're making your soul reality and you're manifesting that. And there's a place for that in the world. But what about someone else's soul that doesn't know how to draw and doesn't know how to construct something? Are isn't you going to impose your soul on top of them? Isn't that, how, isn't, that arch, isn't that being an architect? Capital that- A. Capital A architect. Well, let me finish. <laughs> you you, you got to let me finish. It's a two-part interrupting thing. now. <laughs> it's 2018 and <laughs> he's still interrupting everybody. Uh, so isn't, but no, no. When I'm good architect, lowercase architect, isn't that being a good architect is when you, you can figure out the soul of what your clients are trying to put through their house that you're designing for them or whatever you're designing for them where you we somehow you fundamentally get to that level. I, I really believe jazz house got to that level. Yes, I yes. even believe like the duplex got to that level. Yes. I even believe, and I, I believe the top shelf is at that level yes. where it just, you, you can just tell like, Oh my gosh, you, you, you got the essence of these people. I, I think you're a hundred percent correct. And I was just getting at the point of not to take that yeah. into the capital A where it's only. Oh yes, absolutely. That's, that's a great where, point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you don't want to be total artist. Okay, and 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 honestly, sometimes you don't know your clients. Then Lance, if you're matching souls, your client is almost equally responsible for the great architecture that goes on. And it, it's hard though. What if you get someone's who I don't want to say their soul is tainted or whatever, but you just you know what I mean here. It's not going in that direction. Their taste are not only just not good from your perspective; they're almost arguably horrendous <laughs> you know what i mean so I it, it's it, life is messy life so, is messy and accept that also yeah okay last one here this is just one sentence but i have a follow-up question for you the success you create now is temporary but the legacy you leave is eternal what what if i could ask you one right now al is this a big question this is a what what kind of a what kind of eternal legacy do you want to leave of F9? So I've been thinking about this and what's crazy. Seriously? Yeah. But subtly running okay. as a background program is I want the, I want the firm to be a firm that lasts forever. Like SOM. Like yeah, a Gensler right like there, Gensler, right there. Art, right? Art Gensler, right? Where we've been reading him for, I don't know how many episodes. 89 years. Like his spirit is in that. I mean, it really comes through. Yes. So, that is part one. Part two is that I no longer buy into, like, think about when, when you're back in college and high school, right? And one of, one of the people that applied to our firm, you know, he, had the, he brought it out because he was so bullish with it, was, I want my architecture to become reality. Mm. I want my architecture to become reality. I see, there's this new firm that I saw, CCW or CC, you were copied on the emails. CCR, one person that's going to be a guest speaker. Yes. In the future. Yes. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yes. Is it CCW? Something like that. Anyways, they're awesome. Awesome firm, right? <laughs> yes. I'll put them in the show notes. <laughs> I haven't really heard about them, but they do really amazing work. So there's this thing where, oh, do I want to be the guy that 
and I, I saw it at other firms like, oh, this building was my building. And because I did this and this, I'm like, no, that's a good building. I really like it. Good, good job. That's okay. I don't think m- my soul needs to be the one that overtakes and puts my architecture like on there because there's enough design and talent and all that. That's not the main purpose. There's something larger than that. I don't know what the answer is, but for me just to say, I did that building, that one's mine. Okay, it might be a great building. It I, might be an amazing building. I love when, but we, there's amazing. You can't. I, I love mean, when I love when we go up to the buildings that we do and we say, "This is our building. We did this building." Yeah, that's you know th- that kind of speaking to it. Yep. But what, what I'm getting at, and there's, I think there's something larger because we could Clifford Still Museum is one of the you, you would argue one of the top buildings you've ever been in in your life. It's amazing. Uh, yeah, it, it does the art justice. Yep. And, and the art, yeah, exactly. And vice versa. That is an architectural goal for me. You know, something like, oh, that's one of the best buildings I've been in Timeless. in my life. Yep. Right? But there's other Clifford Stills. There's other, you know, that level. There's, you know, there's only that top level. I think there's something else. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, ponder it. Ponder it. Yeah. I, I think that's a good, that, that's the kind of why I left as, as sort of the last one. Well, what's yours? Uh, it ties into franchising. I want to, I if we can the the how you and I are trying to uh, get all of our guys on the same same team and try to do the same fundamental things and and practice in the way that we're doing to be to be efficient to provide architecture to as many people as possible to do to do good work to care about people all of these things if if the positivity that you and I have that we brought to this place if it, if it can if it can go if it can offshoot that's eternal. Yeah. It's not even, I don't, so I don't even think it's something tangible. You know what I mean? Like it's an intangible, eternal, eternal, could, eternal thing. Right. It, it, it's investment in people and can probably only be measured in the number of high fives given. Exactly. Right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last thing, last thing. Oh, yeah. this, is, this is just a, do you think it was a little subtle that they, they, they named the carpenter J. Dot and they didn't say the rest of his name and he was oh, a carpenter? It's obvious. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, would just, I wouldn't say it was subtle. I'd say it's blatantly obvious. <laughs> okay. okay. I was just, you know what's silly? But I did not figure that out until like the last, last chapter. Did it hit you? You're like, oh, I was like, oh, that's who it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So anyway, everybody pick up that book. It's so good. It's so and, good and because honestly, it's so quick. That's why I liked it the most. I mean, plus, plus it also just kind of reinforced what Alex and I always harp on about in this podcast and other people that we admire and and you went through eight quotes here um but i don't even think you touched even like i had to cut i had to i had to i had to try to be a good boy and cut stuff i was just like i gotta cut this yeah so there's way more into that book than what we went over some of the chapters like two pages long but they're power packed power packed yeah yep so with that i think it's time for the guy who gave us the book best buddy nick with nick reads hello best friends i hope you had a great new year's celebration A reading, building your own career, own your career, have the guts to own your career, refuse to play the victim. You have one life and what you do for a living makes up a large part of your time. Make the most of it, make it joyful and rewarding, develop a sense of purpose for what you're doing. What you do with your billable time will determine your income for the year. What you do with your non-billable time will determine your future. It is your choice to build a successful career. 
Design your life and then lay the foundation for being able to generate consistent value over the years. Don't let your competition define you. Make sure you define what you want to be. Arts Principles Lance, did you hear about the hottest New Year's Eve party this year? It had everything. Champagne. It was catered by Chi-Chi's. A screening of Ski School. A potbelly pig on a water slide. Art Gensler read my website bio. Devin Tilly. There was a balloon drop at midnight and a best friend embrace. Kind of seems like something that maybe a third best friend would like to attend. <laughs> maybe my invite was lost in the mail. Toodles! <laughs> you did not invite Nick. He would have came. I swear I did. I swear I did. <laughs> You're I in swear so much I did. Trouble. Now, now I know. Now I'm gonna check my face. Now I'm gonna check the Facebook invite. Yeah. I don't know. What one of our friends <clears throat> one of our friends, Joel, actually showed up, which was awesome. From yeah. like way out of town. So look out well. You're all invited. If you can find Lance's address, <laughs> you can show up next year, New Year's. You know the time, you'll know the place. Um so I I just wanted to, to go into this book in this chapter a little bit more because it was talking about build your own career. And I'm just going to highlight the the bold titles, right? Uh, technical, so the building blocks of every career right here. Number one, technical skills and knowledge. He put that number one. This is what we try to teach at school. Like a lot of schools, they try to teach all this other stuff. But if you don't have the technical skills and the knowledge, you are almost useless. You are You are behind so far. That the, the other stuff can layer on top of the technical stuff. Yeah. And it layers on top beautifully. It just enhances the foundation, in my opinion. Yep. The, the number one critique I have of, of the majority of architecture schools is somehow that's not the base, at least first two years, is that technical school level training. And, it, and, and you can still make it passionate and you can still make it beautiful, right? It's number almost the opposite, right? It's literally the opposite, if you think about it, from a fundamental level. Sorry, yeah, keep going. I agree. Uh, effective communication, right? If you can't communicate that, either either not just verbally but and through emails, but also through the drawings that you are conveying. You've heard me complain about this engineers and, and whatever, where you give me a whole bunch of sheets and you don't even have your legend on there. That's communication. Like, come on, 101, people. Um, and then I think this is the last one. No, no, two more. The next one. So he only has one, two, three, four, four. Discipline. Discipline. What does it equal, Lance? Freedom. Discipline equals freedom. How many freedom. shirts do you have? One. Okay. So I wear the same one every Friday. <laughs> I wash it. Side note, this one I, I found on the ground, so I don't know about that. Nice. <laughs> and then last one, which leads to what you were talking about, attention to the client. Care for the client. How many times, and, and especially when we become clients, when, when people are working for us or as a team, I want attention. Did yeah. you get my email? Please tell me. <laughs> I, you know what? And I actually, so this book was an excellent reminder. And then I got a call from a client yesterday that was an excellent reminder. It was like, I need to, I need to round, round the wagons after the first of the year. There was a few people I just, that just slipped through the cracks and I didn't, I didn't reply and say, got your email. Thanks. So that's if, on me. If anyone's out there is wondering if they can start their own firm, answer these questions. Um, do you have the technical skills and knowledge of whatever you want to do? Do you know how to do the work? And if you've been working in your field for three, five years, you do. Okay. Um, can you communicate that? Can you say it? Can you write it? Can you start a website? Weebly.com, Squarespace.com. 
that should answer that, right? If not, work on it. Do you have the discipline to actually do work? Honestly, left alone, do you have the discipline to do work? Answer that by yourself right now. If it's yes, you're on your way. And then can you pay attention to the clients because that's what they really want? If you can do all those and then pay attention, you can start your own firm and, right now. And what I want to point out is none of those, none of what Alex just said involve money, involve, involve having a studio, involve having you know any of that kind of like, those are all- A Harvard degree. Exa- right. Exactly. So you can do it. Alex and I started with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally nothing. And then we starved for three years. Yeah. So you can do it. And it just takes you being courageous, right? Yeah. So if you're on the fence, rewind and answer those questions. There to you help go. clarify. That's all we got. How do people support the podcast? Uh, is that all we got? You got unless you got something else. I mean, it has been. A, we we got 42 minutes here. There's a couple. There's a couple ways you can do. You can get another book. It's called The Creativity Code. Oh yeah. Uh, it it uh, it, it's a $15. It's a great read. It's uh structures on on basically how to design uh how to evaluate and, and, and you know, what, what to do in architecture and design and how it relates to life. The other way, Revit Furniture, I cannot stress this enough. If you are struggling with Revit or if you want to get into Revit, go to revitfurniture.com. There's the lift package. It will lift you up um, so that you don't have and all what, this struggle. what is coupled with the lift? It, uh, the, the biggest thing is the template. So the residential and a small commercial template. But I mean, if people want to learn Revit. They tutorials, yeah, and tutorials. That's huge. that's huge, and 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 they're the kind of tutorials that are taught by architects. Us, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> so mean me and you? People that are experts, and I mean experts at Revit, who know how it, who know how it should be used in 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 our discipline. Not by the soft. It's not taught by the software engineer who wrote the code. That's we think just that's the wrong way. Yep, and and because there's two things that that really give it its benefit. One, it's developed from real world of practice but two there's a philosophy behind it and it's that philosophy of building your knowledge in the construction industry so those are the two ways the only thing i think that we forgot is did you want to do code questions oh i did forget code questions so that's how you can support the podcast uh and then i'm all we're also going to continue alex's streak and hopefully we're going to we're actually going to maybe introduce we're going to transition yeah we're going to transition into so two of our guys three Sorry. Yeah. Three of our uh, wonderful employees are going to start testing in the ARE. And we're going to have ARE questions. So the new the segment is going to be called ARE questions. And it's going to be sponsored by, um, I already got the verbal yes. We just have to set everything up by someone who does questions and does but prep not exam. Spon- sponsored monetary wise? No. No, they're going to give us all the, the questions. Oh, fantastic. So, well, look, what a resource this podcast is, young listeners. Yeah. So, w- what's great about it is, is questions that come from their bank, which will help you because honestly, you should go over these questions multiple times. And then when you're doing their list of 10,000 questions, the couple that you get on here, you'll be like, I know this. And you're going to crush it. You're going to crush it. All right. Alex will continue his streak here. I'm going to end this 100%. This is crazy, man. Somehow you're going to go over 100%. Yeah. IRC Chapter 5, we're still on floors. R502.6.1. Joist framing from opposite sides over a bearing support shall lap not less than how many inches? A, two inches. B, three inches. C, four inches. D, six inches. Three to six. Three to six. Three to six. You have to pick one. It's a minimum lap. Ask them, so you have Joyce, they lap over a three. Congratulations. Woo-hoo. The streak continues. The Joyce, okay, uh, second question. The hey. Joyce, 
High five. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. The joist shall also be nailed together with a minimum of how many nails and at what size? A, two, B. So first we'll do the number of nails. nails. Okay? Yep. A, two, B, three, C, four, B, six. So th- this is like a two-parter? Yep. I would put in three, but I bet you the minimum's two. Congratulations, three. Good. Last, how, how what size nails, right? And I'm, I'm going to, so A, eight penny, B, 10 penny, C, 12 penny, D, 16 penny. 10 penny. Congratulations. I told you. Wow. I, 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 high five. So honestly, though, next week, are we starting the new segment? Is it we going to happen? Be. Fantastic. It's going to be great. So yeah, so we, you will be hearing. And how are we going to do this? Are we going to have one microphone on one side of the table, and then we're going to have another microphone on the other side of the table, and then like they get to buzz so, in? Or Here's the thing. Do you want them to buzz in? Or since it's not a time, I mean, it's a time test, but it's not like that. We could have them buzz in. Or do you want them to just write down their answers? Yeah. You know, like circle it. We'll decide. Okay, well, yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll do one of both. See how we'll, it works. we'll powwow about it, yeah. Cool. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us. For I, you a, know what? What? We should, we should do not the buzzing, because I think people will want to think about it. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Twitter. Hey, let us know. Contact let us. us. Let us know. Contact us. <laughs> tell, tell them how, Lance. <laughs> Follow us on the Twitter. The at, Facebooky. At the Facebooky. Uh, in, at Inside the Firm. Uh, one one call of action. Uh, like us on, Like us on Facebook. Um, you can subscribe to the iTunes feed, which is awesome. Uh, sounds, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, what else is there? And then this is one thing that I've been meaning to, that I totally spaced out is there's an inside the firm group that you can join. Uh, it's a private Facebook group. If you want to ask us private questions, maybe you don't want to tweet at us in public and that's fine. Um, we'd be, we'd be more than happy. We're trying to grow that group along with, along with, uh, you know, the listenership, um, because we want to try to help you guys and you, you to help us and vice versa. Perfect. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next week.